to set the earth ablaze, O God, your son submitted to a baptism unto death, and from his cup of suffering you call the church to drink. Keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Give us the strength in time of trial to run the race that lies before us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Poor Jeremiah. He angered the princes of the people simply by preaching the prophetic message God called him to preach. God helped Jeremiah get out of the muddy cistern so he could continue his mission. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The officials said to the king, This man ought to be put to death because he is discouraging the soldiers who are left in this city and all the people by speaking such words to them. For this man is not seeking the welfare of his people, but their harm. King Zedekiah said, Here he is, he's in your hands, for the king is powerless against you. So they took Jeremiah and threw him into the cistern of Malachi, the king's son, which was the court of the guard letting Jeremiah down by ropes. Now there was no water in the cistern, but only mud, and Jeremiah sank in the mud. So Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, an officer in the king's house, left the king's house and spoke to the king. My lord king, these men have acted wickedly in all they did to the prophet Jeremiah by throwing him in the cistern to die there of hunger, for there was no bread left in the city. The king commanded Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian, Take three men with you from here, and pull the prophet Jeremiah up from the cistern before he dies. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The following passage from the letter to the Hebrews reminds us that although Christ entered, endured deadly opposition of sinners, he never gave up. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who, for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Jesus, who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point 
of shedding your blood. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father, a mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Ruha, Holy Spirit, open our hearts to your word. Set a fire in our hearts that brings light to the world. The reading that Deacon Jack just read, you never hear that at a wedding celebration. (laughs) It's kind of tough. Uh, The words of Jesus in the gospel today indicate that for those who are called to preach the word, it's, it's a difficult challenge because very often people don't want to hear what has to be said. Last evening after the 5.30 Mass, um, for some reason the baptismal font is pouring out water. It's not leaking. It's, I guess it's doing what it's supposed to do. But somebody, after Mass, somebody said, you know, with that noise from the fountain, I only heard half your homily, and I'm thinking, oh, crap, now they're going to want that on every weekend. (laughs) But it's hard. It's hard to know what to preach. There was a young priest who was beginning his ministry, and he was in a parish, and, and the first weekend he was there, he preached against the evils of horse racing. People were losing money. They were gambling away their families' funds, their families' needs. After the Mass, somebody grabbed him and said, Father, shouldn't preach against horse racing here. A lot of people from the parish raise horses for racing, and they're going to be upset. They're going to leave the parish. Okay. The next weekend... He preached about the dangers of tobacco, that people who smoked, they, they ruined the environment for the people around them, and the smoking caused cancer and other illnesses. After the Mass, another parishioner took his hand and said, Father, shouldn't preach against tobacco. A, a lot of our parishioners, they raise tobacco on their farms. 
they're going to leave the parish. So the week after that, the poor guy didn't know what to do, so he preached on, he preached on the evils of drinking, alcohol, and the problems that can result from overuse of alcohol. After the Mass, the same parishioner said, uh, Father, uh, you, you shouldn't be preaching against alcohol. We have a distillery in the parish, and it's a major employer of our parishioners. People are going to leave the parish. So he met with the pastoral council, and he said, I really don't know what to preach. If, if I preach against horse racing, that's going to upset people. If I preach against tobacco, that's going to uh, upset some people. If I preach against alcohol, that's going to upset some people. What can I preach about that's not going to upset anybody? And one of the women on the pastoral council said, Well, Father, you could preach against those Chinese communists. I don't think we have one of those within 3,000 miles of us. <laughs> what can I preach? Jesus preached the tough message. He preached it. He had a fire in his belly. Last Saturday, I preached a homily at my dear friend Dee Treister's funeral. Those of you who didn't know Dee, she was our parish manager for years and really a wonderful person. I got a sympathy card this week from someone who said, Father, you need to get over the anger and the bitterness that you expressed in your homily. In my homily at Dee's funeral, I said I was angry because I hate cancer. Too many people that I care about are afflicted with this horrible disease and it just makes me sick and makes me sad. The people that I care about are, are dealing with this. And the other thing I said that made me angry, uh, Dee in her last year as our parish manager worked really hard in helping to keep our building committee on point and she did a great job and, and, and she spent lots of long hours doing it. But when she would come to finance council meetings, some of the members of the council just criticized her. That the reports that she was giving were inadequate and they were inaccurate. It really hurt her. It ruined Dee's last couple months. She retired much earlier than she might have had that not happened. And I just said I was angry. I was angry because maybe that's the way we do things in the business world. That's how we treat people. But I said, this is not the business world. This is not the university. We are the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, we appreciate what people do. We don't criticize. We encourage. Well, that's what I preached about. That was the anger I was feeling. And I tied it into that call not to be... Uh, so arrogant, call not to be so critical. You know, th there was a, this past week, I, I read the uh, 
internet, the post, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Uh, Bishop Zubik is my age. He's 70 years old, and he's the Bishop of Pittsburgh. To be honest with you, he looks awful. <laughs> I mean, the pictures in the paper, he just looks so old. I look at myself in the mirror and say, hey, Charlie, you're not doing so bad. That poor guy. <laughs> Apparently, Bishop Zubik has been talking about taking care of the aliens, the, the foreigners, those who are coming to our country, seeking a place to live. And I guess he's preaching about this in the context of Jesus, in the context of, of Matthew 25, when I was homeless, you gave me a shelter. And not when I was homeless, when I was an alien, you built a wall. That's not in the gospel. But when I was homeless, you gave me shelter. Well, apparently, Bishop Zubik's preaching that upset some people. This was in the Post-Gazette in the letters to the editor. It is my opinion that Bishop Zubik, rather than putting his congregation's money where his mouth is by financially aiding these hundreds of thousands of refugees without regard for their legal eligibility. If you check Matthew's gospel, that's not in there, by the way, legal eligibility, should concentrate on bringing those hardworking, taxpaying Americans who have left the church for many reasons back into the flock. He might start by issuing a proclamation that for the first four weeks of October, all masses set aside adequate time so that the priest conducting the mass can school the parishioners on the influencing of the Roman Catholic Church by the Marxist Communist Party. <laughs> Bella Dodd, a former member of the Communist Party of America said, in the 1930s, we put 1,100 men into the priesthood in order to destroy the church from within. As they say, the rest is history. 1,100 communists in the priesthood in America in the 30s. Um, I don't know, that's a pretty long time ago. and. Uh, I've been accused of being a Pitt fan, but never a communist, so there you go. Uh, how angry people get when they don't want to hear the message. When we share the Eucharist, if we're doing it right, if we're sharing the Eucharist in light of the gospel, there's going to be a fire burning in our belly the same fire that burned in the belly of Jesus. A fire that set, shed light on the world. The fire of the gospel within us says to the darkness, I don't agree with you. And if the darkness gets upset, so be it. Thanks for listening to this week's service. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.